Hey loves, welcome back to Strip Down. So excited for today's guest. He is across the pond and I have been so wanting to have him on. I have been talking about him and his amazing product on my social as well as on my podcast because I'm literally obsessed with what he has created. Today I have on the amazing Andy Mann of Blue Blocks, who is a founder and CEO. And let me just tell you, this company and what Andy is doing and how he's really kind of come through the world of blue blocks because I've tried so many different blue blocks before like blue light glasses if you will not actual blue blocks but different blue light you know glasses and everything and either they're not cute or they don't feel good on or both and I've heard that from so many people and that's why I was so grateful and thankful to get to partner with someone like Andy and his amazing blue blocks company like I said he's the founder and CEO his company specializes in evidence-based advanced light eyewear, which is just so cool because we all need that filtering eyewear now, especially now being home and all of us on our phones and our computers and everything else. Andy started Blue Blocks after becoming dissatisfied with the quality and standards of blue light glasses out there. Andy was born in the UK and he moved to Australia in 2011. And not long after, Andy found himself gaining, you know, a lot of weight, struggling with chronic fatigue and constantly lacking energy. Traditional dietary approaches, you know, weren't working for him. And he ended up, of course, taking his own journey and his own hardships and realizing that, hey, you know, this could be light in relation to my body. This could be, you know, actually something that I'm passionate about and actually I'm seeing affect me, but affect others and how it affects and impacts the human biological system. I just love that, you know, this product was created out of a need for Andy's own health and everything in his own physical body as well as his wellness but now he's now bringing to the masses and I just love you guys know whenever I you know get to meet these different brands and partner with them I love hearing their stories and when I when I get to hear it's someone's actual hardship they went through or something that they had to learn and this is why it was created this is where I fall in love with these products so Without, you know, further going into this, I want Andy to tell us all about it. Andy, man, welcome to my show. Thank you so much for being on. Hey, Ali. Thank you so much for having me on. Honestly, it's such an honor to be invited onto your show and, and be able to share my story and um, a little bit about the science of light. Yes. I mean, I just love that, like, again, you know, for you, it came from like your own need and then finding that passion and that niche within that. So can you tell us, you know, like, going back to that time when you were gaining that weight and you were having, you know, the different issues and challenges and hardships with your own body and everything. Like, how did that look for you? Like, take us, take us back to that. And then fast forward to, of course, how you created Blue Blocks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd be delighted to, to explain. So yeah, as, as you um, so aptly mentioned at the beginning, um, I'm British um, and I moved to Australia around about 2011, about about this time actually in 2011 oh, wow. and yeah and the, the reason I moved over was I wanted to search for a, for a better life I was a little bit down and depressed with the weather in the United Kingdom it's a beautiful country but my goodness it, it rains literally every day and it was just it bringing does. me down <laughs> it does yeah and um yeah so I moved to Australia 300 days of sunshine a year and you know that was that was fantastic but what happened was and, and to be fair this was kind of in place anyway and happening just before we moved to, to Australia was that I was just really eating bad. I really didn't have any motivation to do much at all. I wasn't exercising a lot. Um, and I was just starting to like 
the weight was starting to creep on and I didn't really notice much about it at all until one day I just got really really ill I had kidney stones at, at 27 I believe I was which is you know absolutely unheard of people normally get that in their 50s I had um, loads of issues with my health that were um, sort of now I know as a side effect of poor diet and poor lifestyle um, so I embarked on this journey of trying to um, correct my weight you know just eat healthy which I thought was you know cutting calories eating a low-fat diet I just found myself hungry and hungrier and I would then just eat loads of food at the end of the week after I'd done you know like a low calorie diet and then the weight didn't really do much um so i thought to myself enough's enough um one day it was about 2012 2013 i was just like none of this none of this general advice is working for me um so i thought to myself look i love science um you know i've got a degree that covered a lot of science um, from the UK. So I kind of know how to read um, and interpret academic journals. So I said to myself, right, I'm going to dive into this literature and I'm going to find my own solution. And I found my own solution to dieting. Um, at the time, it was a sort of very low carb diet. It was sort of fairly high in sort of fat and protein. Um, that made me lose a lot of weight at the time. Um, and I got into a place where I was really comfortable again. I was my normal weight. Um, I started doing a lot of resistance training to build my muscle and like people can I guess check out my Instagram um, for before and after photos but it's like a completely different person so I was really grateful that I managed to empower myself to, to make that change now the whole light situation came into play probably about two or three years after um, I had lost all the weight so you're probably looking at sort of 2016 and I realized myself that I can change certain aspects of my life by taking matters into my own hands and researching and experimenting and finding out what works for me. And one thing that had always been an issue for me ever since I was about 14 years old, I was obviously going through a lot of hormonal changes maybe at that time. And um, I found that I, I couldn't sleep. And as my teenage years went on, didn't really care too much about it because you're in your teenage years, you don't really it doesn't really matter too much at that time because you can just you've got youth on your side you can jump out of bed it's not an issue and then it caught up with me sort of um, late 20s um, and into my 30s and I thought this there's something wrong here there's no way I should have 16 years of my life not being able to sleep through the night not feeling refreshed hardly ever dreaming um, there's something wrong here and I thought well I did it with dieting so let's dive into the literature and have a little look and see how sleep works so, I mean, I can come on to a little bit more in detail about it later, but I discovered that there were two mechanisms for sleep. Um, one that um, resonated most with me was, was light management and circadian rhythms, which is like our body clocks and how light basically sends messages to our brain to say it's daytime or it's nighttime, release this hormone, don't release that hormone and so forth. And so when I read through the literature, it was quite clear that I needed to block certain frequencies of light. So I discovered these things called blue light blocking glasses. Um, they've been around for years and years and years. Like people probably remember them from back in the 80s when people were wearing them incorrectly as sunglasses outside, these big sort of amber goggles or, or um, alike that they were wearing. Um, but I found that if, you know, the theory was that if you wore these glasses after sunset and blocked blue light, you would be able to produce more sleep hormone and sleep better 
So anyway, I bought these glasses, I popped them on, and for about two weeks, I experienced better sleep. Um, so that was when I knew, wow, there's something out there that can help my sleep. But then after those two weeks, my sleep sort of regressed back again. Um, and it was still better than it was, but there was still a lot, lot more room for improvement. So what I did was, I was this is where I was very fortunate. I had friends in an optics lab in Australia, and I knew from reading the literature that you needed to block specific frequencies of blue and specific frequencies of green light after dark in order to sleep better. So I took this pair of glasses I bought from Amazon, plus about 19 other different pairs I bought from other companies. And I just said to them, do you mind testing them with your spectrometer, which is a device that's used to measure light frequency. So it can tell you how much blue, green, yellow, red, ambers um, of light comes through a certain color. And lo and behold, out of all 20 pairs of these glasses that I gave them, not one of them blocked in line with what the academic literature was saying we needed to block and manage after dark to create optimal sleep and melatonin. So that was when I said to them, you know what, guys, it might sound a little bit out there, but can you create me a lens that blocks specifically in this exact frequency for after dark? And can you create me two lenses for during the day to reduce blue light a little bit? And I can come on to why that's important later um, in line with, with these um, studies. And they were like, yeah, it's not a problem. They kind of looked at me a bit weird because they were just like, thought I was just sort of geeking out a little bit. But anyway, they made me some prototypes and I wore the glasses that they made me. They're like a deep orange sort of red lens um, for about three or four weeks. And honestly, the first night my sleep was, I slept through the night. I was dreaming. I woke up feeling refreshed um, because they were blocking exactly what the literature said they should block. So where it became like the eureka moment of like, wow, we've got something here was I made up probably about 40 or 50 pairs of these glasses with, with the lab. Um, I put them in some really cute frames that my wife managed to um, source because she's the stylish one. And we decided just to send them off to people that already wore blue light glasses that were very influential in their field um, of like alternative health, wellness, and we send them a pack as well with it, with all the science. So explaining why we'd created this product, all the science behind it and what they could expect from it. And we purposely chose people that already had blue light glasses because we wanted them to see the difference, not be like, you know, this is your first pair of blue light glasses. Um, you know, it, we don't know any different. And this is one of the reasons why I think you've um, become so close with, with blue blocks is you've had many blue light glasses and you know the experience the experience and results you're getting from from blue blocks so anyway we sent these out to all the all the people in in the industry that we thought would um really like them luke story being one who i think's in la with you guys as well and lacey phillips um who runs another podcast and is very sort of influential in her field gave them the science and and they literally all i think it was about 42 people maybe in total i can't quite remember something along those lines um they all came back and they were just like, you've got something here. Like, this is like nothing we've seen before, nothing we've experienced. You need to create the company. And that was when we just said, you know what? Let's let's do it. Let's create a company. And that's where we are today. We're one of, one of the largest um, sort of health and wellness product exporters now from Australia. Um, believe it or not, 15% um, of our business is in Australia and 85% of it is in the rest of the world. So we've become very global very quickly and 60% of it is in the US. So you guys get it, um, which is amazing. And yeah, that's 
basically the story in short of why I guess we're talking today and, and how the company has grown from a, you know, a health and weight loss journey um, about eight, nine years ago. That's amazing. And I, you know, I think it's so cool that, you know, you're able to really see like not only your work, but your passion and everything that you've created and done. Like you just said, like, yeah, it's in Australia, but it's really everywhere else. And like, how cool is that? That so many of us, myself included, like saw the benefits, saw how fashionable and chic they are. Like it just checks off all the boxes. You know, like I said to you, when you sent me my first package and we were first chatting, I was blown away by just how fashionable they were because I've had so many different pairs that I've tried and it's like, yeah, they might work a little bit, but they're not cute to wear. So like, you don't want to wear them. You're like, I don't want to be seen in these. I don't, you know, really like, you know, and it's like, and then when you already have that negative connotation of like, I don't really like them, but like, if they help me, I guess I'll wear them. It doesn't do anything for you because then your mindset is like, yeah, no, I'm not really into it. Whereas your blue box are like fashionable, they work, you know, you feel the benefits. Like I told you, I've been sleeping better, especially with being at the end of my pregnancy and having such pregnancy insomnia. I can't believe how much more I'm sleeping between, you know, the mask and using the glasses. Like my husband now working from home and staring at, you know, his screens here is wearing his all day long and sees that his headaches have gone down. I mean, it's like, you know, it's just like the proof is there and it's just so cool. And not only they actually work, but it's like, holy crap, like they're cool looking too. Yeah, absolutely. That was a big, um, a big, big part of what we wanted to do as well. Like this is why, you know, it works well having someone so creative and fashionable, like my wife, Katie in the business and myself, that's, um, you know, has that science mindset. It works really well. I can take the technology for the lens and she's picked out some super cool frames and yeah, just made, you know, trying to make what we call, she has this phrase that she wants to make biohacking beautiful and biohacking is, you know, changing, I guess, things in your environment that, you know, impact changes in your body and blue light glasses are one of those things that, you know, you can wear to produce more melatonin hormone and um, sleep better and um, reduce cortisol, which is very, you know, um, can cause stress and anxiety and you know we've we've taken that and, and put it in some cool frames and we just love that you know someone as, as stylish and knows so much about fashion and trends as yourself um would comment that you know we've got that part right that mean meant so much to us that we, we managed to nail that part yeah i mean it's just so cool and i love also like I, you know when i got to be on your podcast you know and i got to meet katie and everything she's so lovely i mean so what's the story of you guys i'm so curious like how did you guys meet you said she's the fashionable one so she gets to work with you in the business and works on all the designs i'm so curious like how that all played out yeah absolutely like we met um 2009 um had to make sure i got that right then a little, <laughs> little pause <laughs> that's what, um, that's what justin and i met in 2009 my husband yep yeah that's cool and we um we met actually whilst working um, for a recruitment company in the UK um, and we worked together there for about nine months together. Um, we were in different teams, but we sort of met on, you know, work social night out and got talking and became friends first for three or four months. And then we got closer and got together, which was, which was lovely. Um, and then after knowing each other for 10 months, that was when we decided to move to Australia. So we literally 
knew each other for 10 months, three of which were as friends. And then we decided to up sticks with, with a suitcase each and go and live in Australia. So that was really, really cool for us. And, you know, it really strengthened our relationship and support for each other. And, you know, it was very clear early on that she was a creative one. I mean, she's made such a beautiful home for us um, in terms of decor and um, furniture and um, obviously has if you guys all check her out on social media you'll see that um you know she, she is very stylish in what she wears and how she presents herself so you know we decided I mean initially I knew that I wanted to to create a business I just didn't know what it was going to be in and I, I knew that it would be within the realm of wellness because it was something that was passionate to me um I remember when you know we were coming up with the concept and you know after we'd got this amazing feedback back from the um the lab that we could we could make these glasses and we got these um uh, amazing lens technologies and then I found the frame supplier and I was like right Katie this is where I need you to help me like I remember picking the first two pairs of glasses and we don't sell them anymore um because they were just so ugly they were really bad and I thought oh these are so cool these are fashionable blue blockers and they were just these horrible wire metal frames and um Katie was like no we need to overhaul that and that was when it really started to grow and and get into um and get into the wider market and you know we've luck been lucky enough now that we've even had supermodels that that wear our glasses um and have actually worn them at you know, big shoots as well, which is so cool. Um, and the fact that, you know, they're wearing them is, is, you know, testament that we've got that fashion side, right. So, you know, we, I guess as a couple as well, taking it back a little bit, when we moved to Australia, we worked together for six years as well, um, for another recruitment firm. Um, so we pretty much worked together side by side for most of the, you know, 10 years that we've known each other, um, probably, you know, 90% of it. And, I guess the way we've managed to make it work is that we both know we have very specific lanes and talents um, that we stick to and we project manage specific tasks. Um, And by project manage, I mean that, you know, if we have tasks to do for the business, we will divide those up and Katie will project manage some, I will project manage some. And what that means is that, they are the owner of that task. They can ask others for help for that task, but ultimately the final decision on where the direction of that task goes um, is, is theirs. Um, and we respect that very much. And we talk a lot as well and, you know, we're very open and, you know, we have these discussions and we also have made time that there is no work discussion at specific times um, of our day as well. Um, so we have to make sure that, you know, we talk business when, you know, it's within specific business timeframes and, and hours, but we don't speak about business when we're relaxing in the evening or in the morning, um, you know, before sort of seven, seven thirty in the morning, we're outside watching the sunrise, um, doing our meditation, things like that. And, you know, I think it's just very important that, you know, when you're working with your partner, that you set out a lot of these rules and expectations up front, because otherwise it can end very messily um, and, and be a detriment to both your relationship and the business. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you guys get to work together and you've done so many other partnerships together so that now when you're doing blue blocks and everything, it's like this really great synergy. I was going to say, you know, obviously being married and being so close and working with each other, do you guys find, you know, different challenges from working together just, you know, in your normal personal life as well as business? Yeah, I, th- I, 
I think we, you know, every relationship is going to have um, areas of, of friction and contention. I mean, we're very lucky that we don't have a huge amount of that. Um, but that's not to say that we don't ever disagree on things, both, you know, in, in, the, in the relationship and in the business. But I think if you set out clear parameters where, you know, each individual has specific tasks that they project manage and run with, you just have to respect the decision of, of you know, your partner to, you know, in whatever it may be. Um, I think that if you start sort of interfering in um, a lane that you haven't um, chosen to be in or it hasn't been decided that you're going to be in I think then that becomes a problem and we've had weeks like I mean we, we were ch chatting briefly before we um, hit record on this that you know we're at the point of burning out um, the last few weeks because we've launched our own podcast um, you've been an amazing guest on that and you know we've didn't realize how much work it was going to be and Katie's literally been doing nothing with with blue blocks but everything with the podcast for the last sort of six weeks um and it's respecting that when you know it's something that she's taken on wants to run with um i'm supporting her with it she's project managing she's the ceo of that side of the business um but then it's having that um you know understanding that this is for the greater good is what she wants to do it's it's a project that is going to do well for us but then i have to step in and take up some of that slack and it's it's understanding that and you know, she hasn't just lumped all that on me. We we spoke about this before we even started thinking about um, launching a podcast. And we understood that, right, yeah, it's going to bring her away from this and how are we going to cope with that and, you know, make sure that we have communicated and we're all upfront about everything with each other. And the times that we haven't done that is the times that when friction can come and you're just like, well, you didn't tell me this or you need to tell me that. And, um, you know, I just encourage people just to, be open and honest and talk things through and know that you know if you've got trust in your partner um you've got to let them get on with their side of, of the business and not meddle into it and you've also got to you know have that respect as well that you know they're doing things um how they want to do them and they're on their own journey within the business as well and, and it's just keeping that communication open and keeping it fluid and transparent so we're, we're very fortunate we don't have a lot of friction we've never had a full-on row where we've shouted at each other in 10 years I don't know if that's good or bad but you know <laughs> we do we do sit down and we talk a lot so um you know it that's worked very well for us as as both you know business partners and um you know life partners as well no and I think that's a really good tip to share like with anyone because communication is so key and the more you communicate whether it be with your partner or a friend or somebody in business or whatever it may be it's going to open up you know more of that dialogue and be able to say you know what is bothering you or what isn't working and like you said for you guys especially working in business together you kind of stay in your own lanes you know she's kind of the design and fashion side you're more of the science guy so that's really cool so you guys have like a good mix of a balance of how you handle things with blue blocks yeah, yeah. Ab absolutely. And it's worked really well. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's been pivotal to our growth, having two people within the business that are founders that are also a couple that have very, very different skill sets. Um, and, you know, that has just let us have almost the complete package from day one, um, which, which has been great because we are so opposite in terms of our, our talents and what our passions are within um, this specific vertical. And, you know, it's just, it's just worked so, so well. Um, you know, it's almost, almost fallen into 
categories of, you know, oh, I love doing this and I don't like doing that. And the opposite is true for Katie. She doesn't like the science as much, but likes the fashion. I don't particularly mind too much about the fashion or don't know much about the fashion and the science I, I know lots about and have a passion to learn about. So, you know, it's, it's fortunate that, that we've had that. And I think you just have to realize as well and, and take into account that if you want to start a business, um, a family business where, you know, your partner is, is working with you, you need to almost sit down and assess both your talents first and see where it will work. Because at the end of the day, if, you know, there's two science based people within the relationship or two creative people within the relationship, maybe that will cause friction because you might have different ideas and directions on, on where to take that specific um, area. But what you also lack is the other side of the business. You know, you might have epic fashion, you know, experience um, and knowledge and passion to people in a relationship, but with no idea of science, you're not going to create an evidence-based product. But, you know, on the flip side, if, you know, I was running this company by myself, you'd have some really um, evidence-based strong um, lenses out there in some very ugly frames. So, you know, you really need both. And if you don't have that in a relationship, um, you know, the, the two opposites, then you have to think to yourself, well, how will we run this business? Cause we're going to need a third person in that has that science, whether it be, do I outsource that or do I bring it in house? Do we have a third business partner? And then how will we divide up the tasks of, you know, if, if they, if they both have a passion in one area and it's not aligned, which it will never be a hundred percent aligned, then that could be more of a, a case for friction later on. So that's where I think Katie and I were lucky. We just have very, very opposite in literally every aspect of this business if I don't like it um, and don't have a passion for it, Katie will pretty much have a passion for it and like it and vice versa. So it's worked, worked very well for us. That's really cool. Well, and I think that's also like very encouraging for others, you know, who are entrepreneurs and, you know, want to start their own businesses and have their own lines and things of that nature. And hearing this story, especially about like with your partner and everything and how you work together, but you are so opposite. I think that's really good to share because I think a lot of, different people when they are, you know, starting a business, obviously it's, you know, very scary as someone who's, you know, run many businesses. It's a very, you know, scary feeling, especially when you're by yourself. And for you guys, it's like you have each other. And like you said, you have your different ups and downs, but they kind of balance each other out. And so it's like, you know, your, your positive goes with her negative and, and this and that. And I think that's important for entrepreneurs to hear and just really anyone who is maybe feeling like inspired and wanting to start something that like, those are all things to keep in mind, especially if you are going to work with your partner instead mm -hmm. of outsourcing in the beginning, especially like you're saying, and be able to have that knowledge and that communication together to be able to create something amazing, which like blue blocks is and you can see it because so many you know influential people are wearing them and like you said like huge you know fashion models and like huge shoots and in shows and you know influencers and all these different people are being seen in blue blocks and that's all you know comes from your guys's hard work and what you guys created and manifested together yeah abs absolutely couldn't agree more and you know just to sort of um talk a little bit more on on the um i guess the business with your partner side of things and and to be honest it it kind of is the same in in any aspect of life i think as long as your core values and beliefs are aligned um it's okay to to have different interests and different passions and you know we just so happen that you know we've taken our core values and beliefs in you know helping the world um and helping people 
mend problems that you know conventional medicine isn't helping people with um and then going off into our own sort of um niches within that to create you know an overall company and brand and you know i think as long as those core values are aligned in your relationship um regardless of whether it's business or just you know normal lifestyle i think it's okay to have different passions and interests it's you know like i'll, I'll watch the football katie doesn't want to watch the football like she'll like to watch um you know like e or watch you know fashion shows or victoria's secrets um like stuff and, and i have no interest in watching that so you know it's just things that are you know as long as your core values are aligned it's okay to be different and i think that accepting that has been fundamental in the success of both our relationship and, and our business yeah i love what you say that because like justin and i are super opposite like i always joke when people ask me you know like oh what do you guys have in common and i'm like um <laughs> not much like the love for each other and now the love for our daughter mm -hmm. and you know our future baby coming I mean you know it's like but you still figure out ways to you know make it work and you know find those fun different passions together even if it's not like you said the football and the fashion and the whole thing and I think a lot of times people have the misconception of like oh you must find someone that's just like you or you know you must work with someone that is exactly like you and I actually think like you said that that's actually like so untrue and I think the actual opposite attracting is really just hold strong whether it be in a partnership or in a business because there is so much that someone else has that you don't and vice versa. Yeah, I can completely agree. Well, and I wanted to ask you, Andy, so you and I have talked so much about, you know, blue light and all this. And obviously like you are, you, know, you said the science guy and you really studied <laughs> that world and, you know, really get it. And so many of us obviously don't fully get it because, you know, we've seen it, we've heard about it you know, we can see it works when we're wearing your glasses, but maybe we don't really fully understand it. For those, because I've gotten so many messages, I've told you on my social and everything, yeah. are listening and are like, you know, they're a little bit like, oh, does it really work? Or, oh, how is that possible? You know, like, you know, the, the naysayers, if you will, the ones that haven't really fully gotten into why blue light glasses are so important to your health and what you've seen with your own health. Can you explain a little bit more on the science side and breaking it down for us of like why you really want to use your blue box glasses and like what are, you know, the real benefits and kind of just walk us through, you know, the changes some might see in their lives as they start to wear these glasses and make this part of their actual wellness and practice and not just something they do every now and again. Yeah, absolutely. And, and with pleasure. Um, let me start with um, why wearing blue light glasses is important after dark. Okay, so these are the orange and red lenses. Okay, and then I can talk a little bit more about blue light during the day. So as mammals, and every mammal in the world has one of these is a circadian rhythm. Okay, so people would have started to hear a lot more of this word being used. And a circadian rhythm is like our body clock, okay? It's a rhythm that um, basically matches the, the spin of the earth. So it's around about a 24 hour period and it's actually broken down into two Latin words, circa, which means about, and dien, which means day. So it means about a day. So it's a 24 hour cycle. Every cell in our body has a circadian rhythm. It has its own clock and that clock is responsible for running on the correct biological time. And by doing so, 
it releases specific hormones that it's supposed to release at specific times of the day. So it's any hormone and it allows us to basically function and be well optimally. Now, how a circadian rhythm is governed is that it's switched on by light and it's controlled by specific frequencies of light and it also responds to darkness, physiological darkness. Now, when we get up in the morning and we see the sun, ideally, um, I mean, in this day and age, and I'll talk a little bit more about this later, we actually see our phone first, which is not a good thing. Um, but we see light first thing in the morning and it's, it entrains, this word entrains, our circadian rhythm. And what that means is it starts it ticking, which means that in the morning you can produce um, hormones such as serotonin in the gut, dopamine in the brain, you know, really good, feel good, happy hormones. It helps to increase cortisol in the morning, which is basically like a, a jump start to our day, um, really important. And as the day goes on, um, cortisol levels slowly reduce. And as the sun sets, the blue light and green light that we normally see a lot of during the day disappears. And then only red light is present. Think ancestrally, think a campfire, um, candlelight, that kind of thing. And what that does is after sunset, sends a message to our brain that it's nighttime. And what that message sends to our central clock system is that we need to reduce cortisol, feel relaxed, not sort of pent up and stressed. And we need to start reducing, um, start, sorry, start secreting melatonin. Melatonin is a sleep hormone. Now, what happens in today's world is that, yeah, we get the, the blue light during the day, which is, which is fine, albeit it's from artificial sources, but we'll talk about that a little bit more in a bit. But what happens after sunset now is that we don't get the same message to our brain that our ancestors did. So our ancestors would have seen no blue and green light, only red light from the campfire, and they would have got the message to relax, produce sleep hormone, and they would sleep really, really well. So what we're doing now is we've produced something called LED lighting, and we've not just put it in our light bulbs in our house, we put it in our TV, in our fridges, in our appliances, um, in our smartphones, laptops. And those devices um, and lights, they all contain a lot of blue light and pretty much next to no red light. So going back to what I said at the beginning was that sunlight in the morning, so that blue light tells our brain that it's morning and to increase cortisol, increase dopamine, increase serotonin. So what do you think is happening when we switch on the light after dark and when we watch our TV or play on our smartphone after dark? It's telling our body clock that it's daytime. We don't need to produce as much melatonin. All we need to do is keep cortisol levels high. What happens when cortisol levels remain really high? We can't relax. We get stressed. We can lead to things like anxiety or depression. And then what also happens is because we're bathing under artificial suns after dark and telling our body that it's daytime, our body thinks it's daytime, doesn't need to produce sleep hormone. We struggle to get to sleep. We might struggle staying asleep. We might wake up feeling tired the next day. And this just goes on and on and on. And in your sort of teens and early 20s, you'll probably be okay because, you know, you just carry on with life. You've got a lot of energy. You've got youth on your side. But it's much like a poor diet alley. If you do this, um, you know, if you live under artificial light for 10, 15, 20 years, you're going to start seeing the consequences of this, which is fatigue, which is can't get to sleep, wake up a lot during the night, anxiety, depression, stress, maybe um, difficulty conceiving is even an impact of, of poor sleep. And when you actually look at the academic literature, poor sleep 
is um, actually increases all cause mortality in people, which means that you'll have a higher chance of dying from anything than anyone else that um, actually can sleep. So that's, this is the reason why after dark, you need to be blocking all the blue light and most of the green light. Now, there's two ways of doing this. Number one, switch off all the digital devices and lights in your house and only have firelight. Not going to be practical in this day and age. Or you can enjoy the wonders of technology, watch your favorite TV show, um, you know, cook, open your fridge after dark. As long as you are blocking blue and green light between 400 and 550 nanometers, um, that's the specific frequency of light that damages your um, melatonin production and also tells the brain and the central body clock that it's daytime. Um, and you can do this by wearing blue light blocking glasses. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the cheapies off Amazon um, are not going to block all of the light within that range I've just mentioned. So that's why you need the blue block sleep plus glasses because they're the only glasses that actually block in the specific range. And what you'll notice then is after one night, um, you will have improved sleep. Whatever your problem might have been, whether it was getting to sleep, staying asleep, dreaming, will improve after the first use. Um, they don't make everything appear red or orange when you look through them. They just change blue colors to black and the green colors change to a different shade of green. So you're not going to um, impair your vision um, by wearing them. Now, that's the reason why you want to wear them after dark. Okay, so very important, good sleep, lower all-cause mortality, get lots of energy, okay? Now, during the day, blue light is a little bit more complex. So on the sort of first hand, it is very high and very, you know, in very large quantities within digital devices. So say you're working in the office, be in your laptop, um, your monitor screen, obviously your smartphone, your office lighting, fridge light, that kind of thing. But the issue you've got is that with the sun, okay, so which is the, a natural source of blue light, it has the same amount of blue light that it does green light, yellow light, orange light, and red light. And in nature, sunlight always has an antidote to a problem child. And in this case, the problem child is blue light. So blue light is on, the, on one side good during the day because it makes us feel alert and awake. But on the flip side, it actually causes damage to the cells in our skin and our eyes. Now, what the sun has in place is red light. And we might have all heard of red light therapy devices. The sun works in a very similar way. The red light actually restores the damage that is caused by the blue light. So homeostasis is achieved and we can go about our day totally fine. Now, what we have done is that we have moved our lives from being outdoors a lot to indoors a lot. Now, what LED backlit digital devices and office lighting has in it is a lot of blue light but not a lot of red light. So we're using the computer all day. We're getting, you know, some of the benefits of the blue light coming from the computers and, and the um, lights that we're working under, but we've got no repair mechanism. There's no red light around. Um, so what we're doing is we're getting a lot of eye damage and you get things like when you're working on a computer, something called digital eye strain, which is the cells in the eyes are being damaged by the blue light and you get watery eyes, you can get dry eyes, you can get tension headaches, um, you can be like me and get migraine headaches. You can feel fatigued and crash. And this is due to the um, unbalanced frequencies of light that are passing through our eyes. So what we do is we have to do two things during the day. We, number one, we have to wear blue light glasses that filter, not block, but filter down blue light because we don't want so much of it. We've got so much in our environment that we need to actually reduce that down to stop the damage to our eyes and our skin. 
And blue light as well has been shown in studies to accelerate aging. So we need to be very careful with the amount of blue that's hitting our bodies as well. But what we also need to do is we need to balance that blue light out with red light. So this is why I always advocate two things, which is number one, get a nice salt lamp, put it next to your computer. The red, pinks, oranges that come from that salt lamp is going to offset a lot of the damage of the, of the blue light. But the best thing you can do is have some breaks. So getting outside during the day and eating your lunch outside or going for a walk in the morning or in the afternoon. And it's fine to do when you're um, working as well, because people go out and have smoke breaks. So why can't you go out for 10 minutes just to get some sunbreak? Now, another issue with blue light during the day is that from artificial sources, the frequency and intensity of light given out by LEDs, again, all the things I mentioned, smartphone, laptops, etc., is the same as sun at midday. Now, the sun's frequencies of light changes throughout the day all the time. And then that sends different messages to our circadian rhythm to secrete certain hormones, to not secrete certain hormones. So what we're doing is we're basically living in today's society in perpetual midday. So we are only producing the hormones that are present and need to be produced at midday, which is impacting a lot of things like insulin resistance, blood glucose levels, melatonin, cortisol, stress, anxiety, um, all these different hormones have an impact on how we're feeling. And typically it all stems back to being under the wrong light at the wrong time of day. So from a circadian standpoint, all this artificial light is sending the wrong messages to our brain, which is allowing the wrong secretion and suppression of hormones, which is then leading to a whole host of problems for people, which can range from insomnia, anxiety, stress, tiredness, um, not being able to conceive um, from a fertility side. Um, it can cause infertility, um, you know, irregular and longer menstrual cycles for women. And the list just goes on. And it all comes down to being under the correct light, but also managing the light in a correct way as well. So I hope that explains in a nutshell, in layman terms, why it's so important. Yeah, no, I mean, that even tells me more than I even knew. And it breaks it down at least where it's a little bit less, you know, full science and something mm. we can all understand. And I think like we were saying before, it really goes back to that wellness practice and really changing your habits and having it affect, you know, your everyday life. And I think that if more people really thought about it and were like, wow, this could be actually, you know, hindering my chances of, potentially conceiving. This is actually not letting me sleep. This is, you know, keeping me up, like all the different things that we all struggle with in our day-to-day -day lives. People might take the idea of using, you know, blue box glasses more seriously and not just as something like, oh, these are cool glasses to wear. And I think that that's sometimes the disconnect. And even with my own followers and educating them and with me sharing me wearing my glasses of like, oh, wow, like, have you really noticed a difference? And it's like, Yes, I have. And, you know, I think also going back to when you were saying so many people start their mornings on their phones. And that is something I have really gotten intentional about even before using your glasses of like really trying to not grab my phone unless it's only for meditation, for my guided meditations, mm -hmm. and turn it on and then flip it over and not look at anything else because I have noticed such a difference when I start the morning reading a book you know, just washing my face, laying in bed without actually looking at my phone for the first 20 minutes. It is a totally different mindset. And I do think that you go about your day better. 
Yeah, it's so true. And, you know, if people want to hack for their phone as well, um, I've written a blog that's um, uh, page one and actually hit one on, on Google in, in the US um, and Australia that's about how to change your iPhone background to completely red. Um, because night shift mode, which is on a lot of our devices now, which is supposedly what you should use on your phone after dark, um, has been tested by my lab and it doesn't actually block blue light. So we've worked around another hack um, to turn the phone completely red, um, which is great if you want to read something on your phone after dark um, and maybe you you don't have your blue light glasses um, or in the morning, you know, you wake up and someone's calling you or text you and you actually want to read it having it on that red mode doesn't disrupt your your circadian rhythm because red light doesn't impact our, our rhythms at all which is really really good um but having said that what we've got to also remember and this is a, a common sort of comment by people that don't understand light um very well they seem to think and i, th- I think to be honest it's it's a lot of misinformation that's put out there by a lot of other people is that blue light's only present in your, your, your phone or, or your laptop and it's like no it's it's not and because people say oh there's an app for that and it's like yeah there, there's, there's an app for your computer um that you can reduce down blue light there's also um, an app for your phone to reduce down blue light which is which is great for during the day but that's not going to help you after dark but what we've got to remember is other sources of blue light that i've tried to sort of slip in in this conversation is um you know your house lights there's no app for those your TV, there's no app for that. Car headlights, there's no app for that. Street lights, appliance lights, your fridge lights, your burglar alarm, your, your router. Um, they all give out blue, green light. So, you know, people need to be a little bit more, you know, cognizant to the fact that blue light isn't just an issue from your smartphone. It just so happens that that's probably one of the devices we use a lot of the time. Um, it's actually everywhere um in anything that pretty much lights up that isn't giving out red light these days is um giving out blue light and you know you physically don't have to see the color blue either and house lights and office lighting is is one of those um uh, one of those scenarios in so much that you know it gives out like a white light um and people be like oh it's white light it's not it's not blue well no if you measure it with a spectrometer there's pretty much all blue light in there and the reason that light appears white um, from um, uh, like light bulbs and, and filaments is the um, phosphorus um, that's actually in the filament of the um, of, of the light bulb. The chemical reaction that actually happens makes the light appear white, um, whereas in fact it is literally probably eighty to eighty-five percent blue light. So you know, just bear in mind it doesn't come from just one source; it's all around you. Um, and you've just got to make sure that, you know, you protect your eyes by wearing the appropriate blue light filtering glasses. So, you know, during the day, the clear lenses, um, absolutely fantastic. Um, they filter down some of the blue light. Um, be, be wary of some of the cheaper ones out there because they filter something called violet light, which actually isn't present in LEDs. Um, and after dark, it has to be that orange red lens that blocks up to 550 nanometers but also during the day, making sure you're outside lots, you know, letting the correct light pass through your eyes, get, get your sunglasses off and allow that light to pass through your eyes. Um, there was a really interesting study actually, Ali, a few months ago that I'll share with, um, with, with you and um, your community that wearing sunglasses um, was shown to actually um, increase skin cancer rates um, in, in people. 
And the theory behind it goes that because you're wearing sunglasses outside during the day, you're not allowing the correct frequencies of light to pass through your um, eyes, which isn't sending the correct message to your central body clock, your circadian rhythm to tell the time correctly. So when we wear sunglasses outside, we're almost tricking our body into thinking it's nighttime and that we don't need to be protective against ultraviolet light. So they found that people that didn't wear sunglasses had a lower incidence of, of skin cancer rates than those that actually um, actually did. So there's so many interesting studies that are actually coming out that are really opening our eyes to the fact that, you know, nature isn't here to, to kill us. Um, it's got a lot of protective measures in it. But what we're doing is we're taking, um, you know, making modern day inventions for things that we don't actually need to protect against um, because they're actually double-edged swords. You know, they had a, you know, UV light might cause some damage during the day, but if we're having a healthy circadian rhythm and allowing red light into our life as well, that's going to repair a lot of that damage. So, you know, it's just such a disconnect between, I guess, our ancestral evolution and our cultural um, evolution. And they're just not sort of, um, you know, working on the same timeline. You know, ancestrally, we're still all cave people, you know, from, from that point of view, you know, we should be living in an environment that, you know, is devoid of blue light after dark and outside during the sun during the day, but because the technological revolution and cultural revolution has outpaced ancestral evolution, we're now living in an environment um, that our bodies and um, ancient um, uh, sort of circadian practices aren't aligned with. Yeah. Well, and I think you, again, you make another good point with saying that, it really goes back to so much of like our everyday lives and everything that's affecting us and around us that we don't think about. And it's not just like one specific source. Like it's not just your phone or just your computer. There's mm. different things to think about that are messing with our actual natural light. Yeah, absolutely. And the biggest problem for, for females in particular is the thyroid. We're seeing massive increases in Hashimoto's and hyperthyroidism. Um, and when you look at where the location of the thyroid is, which is only actually a few millimeters under the skin of the neck, um, you know, blue light that's causing, you know, cell damage within that region could be contributing to, you know, mismatch hormone secretion as well as, you know, weight gain or weight loss, struggle to put on weight um, in, in women. And, you know, it's, it's very, you know, it's, it's worthy of saying that, you know, women and men dress differently um, in the office. You know, women typically have more of a neckline than men wear in an office. They typically wear shirt and tie and, you know, have a lot more um, protection of the thyroid because of, of beards and, and facial hair. Whereas women expose that thyroid when working at a computer or, a, or using their smartphone to blue light a lot more as well. So, you know, a lot of people... Um, that get this, um, Lacey Phillips being one of them, actually, um, she now does this hack after I mentioned this to her is that when she's on her phone or she's under artificial um, light, she has a scarf around her thyroid and, you know, not a big woolly scarf. It can just be a silk scarf that protects your thyroid against that blue light. And, you know, you can notice such big improvements in thyroid function by, by doing just that simple hack as well. So, you know, we've just got to also understand that blue light, yeah, it's typically 90% of an issue through the eyes, but the skin as well. And, and, um, you know, the thyroid in particular is, is, is an issue. One thing I was going to ask um, yourself as well, Ali is, um, and this will come clear, um, when I answer the question is when you had your 
first child. Um, what time did you go into labor? When I had Amelia, I think I first started labor in the middle of the night. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was like, I want to say it was kind of like late night uh, going into early morning uh, is when my, my water broke. Perfect. So that's ideal. And I'm, I was hoping you'd say that um, because it makes this next part a little bit easier for me to, to say <laughs> is that um, that's from a circadian and biological standpoint, that's the perfect time to go into, into labor. Now, the reason is that, um, that that old sleep hormone that I mentioned earlier, melatonin, is actually a key regulator of inducing labor. And melatonin peaks in humans between about midnight and two in the morning. And when melatonin mixes with something called oxytocin, that is what stimulates um, a, a pregnant woman to actually go into labor. Now, what we're finding is because so many people have a mismatched circadian rhythm is that they're not producing as much melatonin as they should. Um, so that's making it more difficult to mix with the oxytocin to actually induce labor. So you could have sort of um, issues with, you know, maybe overdue pregnancy, something like that. But also we're seeing more and more births actually happen during the day, which is really from a biological standpoint, not healthy from, from, from a circadian rhythm perspective, um, because melatonin should be highest in that sort of late night, early hours of the morning. And that's when pregnancy should be starting. So the fact that, you know, you've um, gone through your, your, your pregnancy and um, in, induction into labor at that time says to me that, you know, your light environment is, is good. Um, you're, you know, taking measures, um, you know, by maybe being outside more, you've got a healthy circadian rhythm, um, but also you're producing good levels of, of melatonin as well. So, you know, it's melatonin is this such an amazing hormone. It really is. And not only does it induce labor by mixing with oxytocin, it's actually a, a super powerful antioxidant as well. So what an antioxidant does is that when we have chemical reactions in our body, and that can be from things like just breathing, okay, or producing energy. It doesn't have to be from pathogens or, or anything, you know, um, pollution related or EMF or anything like that. Um, the byproduct of that react, um, reaction is an oxygen um, atom. And when left unchecked, that oxygen atom causes damage to cells. So what an antioxidant does is it bonds itself with that oxygen atom and neutralizes it. So there's less damage to um, to, to the cells in the body. And one place, actually two places in females, um, and I'm keeping it on the female skew. Um, men don't think, if that are listening to this, don't think you're <laughs> safe from it either. I'm just um, trying to discuss it more to your demographic. But um, two places that um, has a lot of reactive oxygen species. So a lot of these um, free radicals and um, rogue oxygen species in women is the ovaries and placenta. And it just so happens that melatonin is and can be produced in very, very high quantities within those areas as well. Um, so, you know, the fact that, you know, we're exposing ourselves to artificial light after dark and reducing the amount of melatonin that we can produce is going to mean less melatonin at those junctions within the female body that actually need that antioxidant to protect themselves from things like polycystic ovary syndrome, um, ovarian cancers. Um, and the placenta is obviously the, the gateway and filter into the, um, in, into the 
the, the baby that you're carrying as well. And that's going to obviously have a lot of, um, you know, stress placed on it. So we need to make sure that we're very aware that melatonin isn't just to put us to sleep. It's to repair and to protect us from any of these, you know, um, nasty oxygen species causing any damage to, um, you know, sensitive areas in us. So I think we've just got to be aware that melatonin isn't just a sleep hormone and it's essential that, you know, we produce as much of it as we can naturally. We don't want to take it as a pill form because that's like hormone replacement. That's really bad. Um, we can produce it all naturally as long as we're wearing blue light glasses after dark and being outside as much as we can during the day. That's so wild to me about, you know, like you said with the labor and go, you know, going into labor and all that. Like, I know that, you know, you're supposed to, like most people should be going to labor in the middle of the night, but to think that that's so much of your light and your skating rhythm and all those things tie into it is so crazy to me. So now I'm curious, like, you know, obviously we all know I'm pregnant, you know, with baby girl number two, uh, sometime hopefully should be coming, you know, in May and, I'm curious now because I'm obviously wearing, you know, the blue box glasses and everything and I've changed my habits even further from one, two years ago with Amelia. Like, what would you maybe recommend as I'm getting closer to, you know, when I might go into labor? What are some things I should be maybe doing or not doing or watching out for or things of that nature when it comes to light and all that? Because now you've got my brain spinning. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's probably not different to what everyone should be doing really which is wearing your blue light blocking glasses um once that sun sets put them on um and allow them to do what they're going to do which is increase your melatonin levels another really good hack as well and it depends how far you want to take this alley because you can be very extreme like katie and i or you know you can just scale up to things like this but there was a discovery 18 months ago um in um, I believe it was nature was the journal and it looked into circadian rhythms but not from the light passing through the eyes perspective it was looking at it from the skin and in the eye you have a blue light receptor okay and it's called melanopsin and you have lots of different opsins in the eye and what opsins do is they take light and they transcribe that light to the body clock and it tells the time of the day um, in basic terms now what they thought up until 18 months ago was that melanopsin was only ever present in the eyes and it's actually present in the skin as well so we can wear blue light glasses after dark we can increase our melatonin levels but if we want optimum melatonin levels we need to not allow blue light to touch our skin after dark as well so that would mean and this is katie and i have gone fairly extreme on it we have only red light bulbs now in the areas that we spend any time after dark. So our bedroom, bathroom, um, and living area is only red light bulbs. We don't watch TV two to three hours before bed. Um, we, we typically do that earlier on if we want to watch something on the show, um, on the TV, uh, one of a, a show that we might like. Um, we have our iPhone on red, um, as I mentioned earlier. So there's zero blue light coming from that. And we don't actually eat after sunset as well because eating has also been proven to be circadian. So as I spoke earlier about light being an issue, which is in 90% of the, the cases, food and exercise can also impact our circadian rhythm as well. And there's optimal times that we need to eat and exercise in order to achieve the, the most optimum lifestyle and hormone secretion. 
And when it comes to, I mean, exercise, I'll leave because I think that it's quite a complex topic and it really depends on what your goals are, whether you want to add muscle, lose weight, gain weight, etc. But with food, it has been shown without a doubt that eating after dark, you're more likely to number one, store any of the calories as body fat, but two, interfere with the production of melatonin because the energies are focused on digestion and actually regulating neuropeptides and hormones such as ghrelin and leptin in the gut, um, which actually impairs the production of melatonin. Now, when you actually look at it from a science perspective, it makes complete sense because melatonin isn't just sort of produced from nothing. Okay. Melatonin needs two things in our body to actually produce it. Number one is serotonin. And number two is tryptophan. And where is serotonin produced? It's produced in the gut. So when we're eating after dark, we're actually impairing the release of that serotonin, which is then mixing with tryptophan to make melatonin. So Katie and I don't eat after dark. Um, and also it, it stops us going into the fridge as well, because obviously there's blue light in the fridge and we haven't hacked that into a, a red light in the fridge. Um, so that's another two things that I would recommend for anyone to do that's looking to really optimize melatonin and get the most bang for your buck in terms of its secretion. Light is obviously is going to take you a long, long way, you know, 90, 85, 90% of the way. But if you want those extra bits, then hack your lights in your house, turn your phone red, don't watch TV two to three hours before bed and don't eat um, when it's dark, only eat when it's light. Wow. Yeah, no, I mean, those are good tips. It's funny. I've actually seen like on social media, a lot of influencer friends of mine have shown in their bedrooms when they go to bed, that they only have the red lights on and that their bulbs are red light. And I've always been curious and like watching and, you know, listening to what they're doing, but like you reaffirming this and sharing it, I think it's really interesting because again, like you said, you can go totally extreme or you can kind of try different things and see what you're willing to kind of subscribe to what works for you. And I've already kind of done the red on my phone and that sort of thing. And obviously wearing my blue box glasses. So it's interesting to think about other things that you can try and do, you know, whether you are, you know, pregnant or not that are going to help you and also change your practices. Because again, like we were saying earlier in the show, it goes back to really making it a practice and not just something you do every now and again. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there was, and I think I shared this study with you as well, which I'd mentioned as well um, on the chrono nutrition and the breast milk. Did I share that one with you? You shared it with me when we were on the phone, we first started yes. talking together, but you have not shared it here. So please go ahead and share that. Cause I found that really interesting. And I was actually telling Justin, my husband all about that and how it was so fascinating to me. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, this, this is going to yeah blow people's minds this. So um, they've discovered something called chrononutrition, which is that when a baby is born, a baby doesn't have a circadian rhythm. The baby has to develop one. It normally takes three to six months to develop. So this is why, number one, it's very important that your baby when, when born is, is under the correct light as well um, and not exposed to too much of the wrong light, um, which we've mentioned um, what that is earlier on but this thing called chrononutrition actually helps create a baby circadian rhythm not through light but through breast milk so what they did was in this study is they took breast milk that was pumped during the day and breast milk that was pumped during the night and they measured hormonal composition of each of these samples and what they found was that the breast milk that was pumped during the day was very high in a hormone called cortisol 
And as I mentioned earlier, cortisol is what makes us feel alert and awake. So it's really good for during the day, but not very good during the night. So you can see where I'm going with this here. Um, and the breast milk that was pumped during the night had zero cortisol in it, but it was very high in tryptophan and melatonin. So what that said to us in, the, in this study was that, you know, the, the time that the baby is fed specific bread, breast milk is actually sending um, hormones into the baby itself to actually then develop their own circadian rhythm. So ancestrally speaking, the baby would um, take milk directly from the breast, which would mean that if the baby wanted to be fed during the day, they would get the, the cortisol, which would keep them awake and doing what they do during the day. But if they were hungry and needed a feed during the night, then the breast milk would have been high in melatonin and tryptophan, which we mentioned earlier, tryptophan mixes with serotonin to form more melatonin, which is the sleep hormone, which allows the baby to then sleep. But what we're, what we could be doing is if mums and dads aren't labeling the bottles of when they secreted and pumped the breast milk, you could be getting up in the middle of the night to give a feed to your baby but you could be using breast milk that was pumped during the day, which is high in cortisol, which means they're going to have a harder time getting back to sleep. They'll wake up more during the night, but they'll also take longer to develop their own circadian rhythm. And if you don't develop a circadian rhythm quickly, that can impact, um, you know, a child all the way through to adulthood. You know, we want to give them that best circadian rhythm. So breast milk is just fundamental in terms of allowing the baby to develop the correct circadian rhythm. So if you have a baby now that has trouble sleeping or is sleeping a lot during the day or you just want to try this out, then try just allowing the baby to have the breast milk that was secreted during the day during the day and have some bottles available that are labeled that are night secreted um, breast milk to give the baby during the night and just see what the difference is. And it'd be interesting to hear if that helps people. Um, I know I've mentioned this um, a few times on various other podcasts and people have messaged in to, to say like, wow, like that one change alone has meant my baby is rather than waking up four times in the night has woken up twice in the night, you know? So, you know, just little hacks like that, that can really help, you know, not only the baby, but also the new parents as well, get more sleep, less woken up in the night and be less stressed and, and, and have better wellness. Yeah, so freaking cool. I mean, I, I just find that like mind blowing. And I'm totally going to keep that in mind with this baby girl coming because, you know, I do plan on breastfeeding again, and, you know, pumping and all that. And I did that with Amelia. And Amelia was pretty decent when it came to sleep. But I really didn't pay attention to like, Justin and I would have like nights where of course, we'd be laying in bed, like, Oh, my God, she won't stop crying or like, Oh, my God, oh. For witching hour you know and sometimes it would be like like weird times like 10 11 o'clock at night now it makes me think like oh I wonder you know if we did give her you know a pumped bottle that maybe was from the day maybe that's why she was up like you know I have no idea because I wasn't paying attention to it so now yeah. I'm aware and I can be intentional about it I'm gonna you know really like see how that goes for her with the second baby if it makes a difference in you know her sleep as well as in our sleep and like what we're doing. So I just think that's so cool to share, you know, with moms and, and, you know, moms to be to something to pay attention to that starts right from the get go. And, you know, with their circadian rhythm and everything else to set them up for good sleep, you know, for not just as newborns, but really for their lives. 
Yeah, completely agree. Well worth trying and, um, you know, only positive, um, you know, outcomes from, from trying it as well. You know, it's not like saying, take this supplement or do this with your baby. It's like just time when you give specific, um, you know, quantities and, and doses of, of milk. So, um, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's so cool. Well, Andy, this was like, seriously, I, I feel like so much more educated than I already was from what we've discussed and how much I've already learned. I'm sure so many others are going to feel the same, but is there anything else before I let you go that you'd want to share with us, you know, about blue blocks itself or any other, you know, types of tips or anything? I mean, I know you loaded us up with all kinds of scientific facts. So like, even I'm going to go back <laughs> and listen to that. I'm like, okay, let me write this down. But is there anything else that we should, you know, make note of anything else uh, you want to share about blue blocks, maybe some new things that are coming, anything before I let you go? Yeah, I guess we've got two new things coming. Um, we've got a flicker-free red LED and yellow LED light bulb that's coming. Um, and again, we could do a whole new podcast on current LED lights. Even if you went and bought red ones and yellow ones that didn't have blue light, they flicker, which damages your nervous system. So we've removed the flicker from LEDs. So they will be out in two or three weeks. Wow, that's so exciting. I can't wait to try those in my house. <laughs> yeah, you're going to love those. And we also have red light therapy device coming as well, like a handheld device that allows us to have both visible and invisible frequencies of red light, which actually helps um, recover sort of muscle problems, helps reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increases collagen production um, in women. So um, that's going to be a real game changer, I think, in the sort of beauty world, um, which is epic. Um, that will be out. All about the collagen over here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that's going to be ace, and that'll probably be June, July time. We also have 10 new frames coming out as well, which is going to really level up, again, our fashion um, side of things. So expect those in probably July, um, which will be really around the corner, to be to be fair. Yeah. Um Another thing I'll say as well, um, briefly, and I won't go into the science into it, but if people want to check out my blog and YouTube, I've written a lot of blogs recently on how immune system can be compromised by poor sleep. Um, so well worth a read or a listen of those, especially in the times that we're in at the moment with the, the virus. Um, so how good sleep can obviously help you um, build that stronger immune system to get over the, this this virus or any other flu virus for that matter quicker which is which is handy and i think the final thing i'd like to say is that charity has always been a key part of of our lives katie and i and we have a partnership with a not-for-profit actually in california called restoring vision and what restoring vision do is they gift um, reading glasses to people in the developing world um, that need them just for, you know, being able to work to provide an income to send their kids to school, for instance. Um, they just need reading glasses, like a magnification. So for every pair of Blue Blocks glasses we sell, we donate the monetary equivalent of a pair of reading glasses to Restoring Vision. Um, and then they take that money and buy the reading glasses that they need for people in, de in the developing world. So, you know, part of our mission is to empower others with this information to then, you know, invest in the right technology to protect themselves from artificial light and give themselves the best health. But we also want to be able to give back to those who can't help themselves. And this is why we partnered with Restoring Vision. So if people wanted to purchase any blue light glasses from us, they would, um, you know, be safe in the knowledge that 
that one purchase of one pair or two, three or whatever it may be, will go to help that number of people in the developing world be able to actually work um, and provide an income for, for their family. Yes. And I'm so glad you shared that because I love that about you guys too. And one of the reasons I wanted to partner with you guys is because you do have that. And I just feel like that's so amazing that you're not only taking, you know, your business and your passion and everything else, but you're giving back. And I think that's beautiful. And that link will be in the show notes for anyone who wants to, you know, check that all out and see what they're doing with the partnership with the charity. Andy, thank you so much for being on. Tell us again, where we can find you, plug yourself. And of, of course, it'll all be uh, in the show notes too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, blueblocks.com. So B L U B L O X.com. Um, drop us, um, an email, um, through the contact page and just let us know that, you know, you've listened to this podcast and, um, if you have any questions, let us know. Um, if people want to follow my journey, it's I am Andy Mant, um, M A N T is the surname. So definitely check that out. Um, we have a group on Facebook called Light and Health, um, which is where we all geek out about all things light and health. So feel free to join that. We've got about 6,000 people in that group. Join our mailing list as well so we can um, keep educating you through my YouTube videos and, and the blogs that we produce once a week. Um, so that's well worth joining as well. And I believe we've got a discount code um, for, for everyone as well, Ali Levine 15. So that's a 15% off as well. And, and one thing for the next sort of two or three weeks, I think um, after this is, is released is the um, Australian dollar is actually at its lowest all time um, value against the US dollar. Um, so our glasses for, for you guys across the pond in the States is actually very cheap at the moment. Um, I think you're picking up a pair for between 65 and 70 US dollars with free delivery at the moment because of how much our Australian dollar is tanking in this economy. So now is the time to invest in your health, better sleep, better immunity, um, and a ridiculously low price. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for having me on Ali. Yes, Andy, thank you so much for being on and uh, cheers till next time guys. Bye. So guys, I just need to share this incredible new company that I have partnered with called Blue Blocks. I personally use my Blue Blocks glasses every day while doing work from home, and I am literally obsessed with them. First off, as a celebrity stylist and fashionista, I really feel that these glasses could be picked right off of a shelf without even knowing all the health benefits that it possesses. They are so chic, like I'm not kidding. And the actual health benefits of these glasses include using state-of-the-art technology to block out both blue and green light, which has been scientifically proven to help with better sleep, recovery, and your optimal wellness. And for me, hello, any extra ways to help me sleep nowadays while being so pregnant, this mama needs it. I also want to recommend their Remedy Sleep Mask. As you guys know, I love to sleep with a mask at night, and I wear this mask at night, and I swear it helps me fall asleep faster than sometimes Amelia falls asleep. You should totally check out their kids selection too for my mamas, and check out their website, and you can see all the ways that helps reduce the strain on your kids' eyes from their tablets, mobile devices, which is super important nowadays. So make sure to go to Blue Blocks website, which is B-L-U-B-L-O-X dot com. That spells B-L-U-B-L-O-X. So one more time, B-L-U-B-L-O-X dot com and use the code AllieLevine15 to get 15% off your first order. If you have any questions and message me, obviously on my Instagram account 
at Allie Levine Design. You guys know I always answer and I will answer any questions on your orders, even like style questions on the frames and all that good stuff. And you guys can also check out on my Instagram stories. I've been promoting the discount because I'm obsessed with these glasses. I promise you, you're going to be obsessed too. And personally, I never knew I looked so good in glasses. So check out Blue Walks, guys.